At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Today's episode is brought to you by Seltzer Mayberg, our newest sponsor, the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's 1-855-5000-LAW, L-A-W, 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets with a new 15,000-square-foot office on I-95 in North Miami. We work out of that office, actually, and they'll handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick here with Alf on Sydney. You know him as Alf954 on Twitter. Before we get to today's episode, which is coming to you live from a room somewhere in American Airlines Arena. We just left the interview room after the Tyler Harrow pick was made. We're going to talk about that here, and then we're going to pot again a little bit later after Pat Riley speaks, which is usually deep into the night and usually his best material because he's always a little punch drunk after the draft. So we're looking forward to that. But I do want to make one announcement while we have an opportunity. We made this on Twitter at Five Reasons Sports and at Ethan J. Skolnick tonight, is that we're converting this podcast, which has been sort of a general Miami sports podcast. Uh, Chris Whittingham did great work with me um, for the past year plus. Uh, but Chris has left the network at this point, and uh, we decided to change this podcast into something different, go back to my roots and kind of more my level of expertise than kind of studying up on Marlins relievers and Dolphins offensive linemen um, and just go back to the heat. So this is going to be a heat NBA podcast from now on. If you're subscribed to us already, you can just continue to subscribe and get the new episodes. We're going to be going three times a week during the season. We'll have episodes during the offseason as well, obviously, to ton during free agency, post-draft, and also I'll be out at Summer League uh, in Las Vegas from July 5th until July 10th. We'll be fully credentialed by the team, and we'll be providing content for 5 Sports.com also. So I'm getting back to what I've done uh, for most of the last 20 years and just covering the Miami Heat and the NBA, and we are calling it Five on the Floor. So here's the reason for this. There's three reasons. One has the number five. We're Five Reasons Sports Network. We like to keep the number five. We've got three yards per carry. We've got Cinco de Zonas. We've got five rings, a Canes thing. So we're going to be five on the floor. But there's two other reasons. One is that Pat Riley's always talked about trusting five, right? Ultimately, you trust five. These are our five on the floor, playing on the court. And so we thought it would be a perfect name in that regard. But also, it's part of the Heat philosophy. Loose ball. Five on the floor. Go get the loose ball. And that's something Eric Spolstra says quite a bit also. So that's what we're going with. And we will be rebranding this. But for the time being, it'll still be the flagship. But over the next month, we'll be changing it. And we'll go from there. All right. So let's get to the pick. Um, and, you know, look, the thing about fans is that they don't know anything. 
and reporters don't know much more, Alf. Yeah. And so I'm always hesitant on draft night because uh, the Heat fans love the, t- the Harold Miner pick, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out so well. Love Shabazz Napier. Love Shabazz Napier because they'd seen him play and win a championship. Hated Bam. Hated the Bam pick. Like the Dwayne Wade pick. Um, there was some – look, Dwayne was supposed to go ninth that year. The Heat really wanted Chris Bosh, and then, of course, Pat Riley says he didn't, but he kind of wanted Chris Kamen. Um, but I was here at the arena that night, and that was a time where a lot of international players – were getting picked, and so Darko was picked second, and there were a lot of other international players that were kind of in that draft, and so Heat fans were happy about that just because they knew who Dwayne was. Yeah. But it wasn't because they projected Dwayne to be what Dwayne became. It was because they knew who he was. They loved the Karan Butler pick, which turned out to be a good pick because they'd seen him play in college. Darrell Wright pick they didn't like because Jameer Nelson was there. So you just you just never know, man. You do you do not know. Knicks fans hated the Porzingis pick more than they've hated any pick recently, and. Porzingis ended up being their best draft pick in the past 15, 20 years. Yeah. So just no way to tell. But let's let's get to Tyler Harrow and, and what was there and what the Heat didn't take because that's always been the context. We talked about, before the draft, you and I did a couple pods. I had Nikias Duncan on with me. We talked about Bull Bull. We talked about Seku. We talked about Kevin Porter Jr., right? We talked about a little bit about Langford as kind of high upside picks. And then we talked about Brandon Clark as kind of the ultimate safe pick. All five of those guys were on the board at number 13, and they took Tyler Harrow from Kentucky, player that they played very well. Kentucky played very well when he played well, but a shooter, uh, mostly a two-guard, not regarded as a great defender, kind of viewed as a one-position defender, which is kind of problematic, and a guy who really until the last week or so was projected to go in the 20s, an NBA draft net, has his upside at Joe Harris. Now, I like Joe Harris, okay? I covered Joe Harris in Cleveland. He's become a good player. But is this what we thought the type... I'm not talking about the player itself. We're going to play ourselves. But the decision to go with this type of player here, Alf, how do you feel about it? I think, I mean, we talked about the fact that this is... We wanted the Heat to do something uh, to kind of swing for the fences a little bit. And this is almost the exact opposite of that. It's a... And I don't even know if it's a safe pick. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're talking about another smallish guard, right? Uh, we shed Tyler last year. Um, uh, Ellington, Ellington, Magruder, Magruder. We had a lot of these smallish guys. Not, I mean, uh, not long. Um, just were very limited defensively. I mean, Magruder was a dog. He got after it. But I mean, there's a lot of times guys just rose up and shot over him. Now, Harrow is six six, but he has a small wingspan, right? He's and, also six four without shoes. So that, that's what he clocked okay. in. So at. he's really six four. He's like he's like Dion Waiter size mm-hmm. about that, right about there. So when you look at what the Heat needed, did they need three point shooting? Yes. This guy shot thirty five percent from college three. That's not you know it, you're not looking you're not thinking Clay Thompson when you hear those numbers. Um, did they need a guy who can create for himself? Yes. Does this guy look like he can create for himself in the NBA? I don't think so. But at the same time, like like you said, none of us really know anything. But just looking at the pick itself, it's it's underwhelming. Mm-hmm. If, if if that's the one word I could I'd take from it, the I know the, the the fans out here in the arena, the all those of us in the media room, everyone was really just underwhelmed by the pick, surprised and underwhelmed. So I, you know, listen, they the Heat worked this guy out. We did. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The Heat worked all these guys out. We didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. The Heat worked Bam out. We didn't. So I want to trust that this was the best pick 
for them. Because you also see that some of these guys we're talking about are still dropping. I mean, uh, now, now Clark we, and um, well, he might have been picked by now. I but we were we were in there for about fifteen twenty minutes after the pick because we were waiting on Tyler Harrow, and now we've stepped out here. So because we want to devote attention to the podcast, there may be some things happening here we're not paying attention to. But we did get to about twenty one twenty two before we came out here. Clark was still on the board. Bull Bull was still on the board. Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. was still on the board. So it, it, it's not just the Heat that didn't believe in these guys, right? It's so other teams. at that point, if just because we looked at them and said that these guys are. are right in the Heat's range, and that's who they're going for. We don't know what the Heat's thinking was. Right. Maybe the Heat's thinking was P.J. Washington, and after P.J. Washington, none of these guys uh, really are intrigued them, so let's go for the safe, solid pick. And that's what they determined Tyler Harrow being. Right. We just don't know. So I think fans get – everyone gets all apoplectic about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it takes three to four years to judge a draft. Right. Well, I don't know if it takes that long. I, I think in the NBA these days, even though guys are coming out so young, the league is so young that I do think within a couple of years you kind of know if you have a guy. Look, Phoenix knew with Devin Booker right away that they had a guy. And Devin Booker, there's a similarity here to the story. I mean, Devin Booker was not the first option at Kentucky. He wasn't even like the third option on that team. And comes out and look what he's doing in the pros. Now, we can talk about his defense and t- say, you know, joke just is better. But the reality is Devin Booker just got a massive, massive contract. I don't know if this guy is is Devin Booker. I'm not sure what he is. I, I think, you know, and again, it's not about the player so much. To me, it's about the, the, the thinking. And the thinking may have been, maybe it was Washington. Maybe there was somebody else that they thought was going to slip. Maybe, you know, they were hoping Cam Reddish was, I don't know. I didn't think he was going to slip all the way to 13. But maybe there was somebody they really liked. But I think the point you made in the press room was this. And we'll see if they're right. They obviously looked at the high, what we projected as the higher upside guys, Sekou in particular, okay, who kind of came up as the favorite of Heat fans once he was there. Uh, so maybe Sekou, maybe a KP, KPG who, uh, KPJ who may still be slipping as we're speaking here, um, you know, and, and a Bull Bull who I don't think they have a positional need for him. Um, but they may have looked at them and just said, I don't see star potential. And, if, and that's what you were saying in the press room. Now, if they didn't see star potential, we'll see if they're right. But a lot of people didn't see star potential with Giannis either. They didn't see star potential with Kawhi either. Kawhi was a bad shooter in college, yeah. remember? But he was a worker, and you knew he would turn into something. My whole thing about this draft has been if you look at a player and say best case scenario, everything breaks right. Right system, right coach, okay, right teammates. What can this guy be? And I guess Tyler Harrow, just based on the track record of what he had, not a long track record, right? Played at a big-time school, obviously. You look at it, though, and you say, okay, is this a guy you project to potentially be as an all-star if all breaks right? And I think the initial reaction and why it was 70 to 75% negative from fans was no, and we need that. And the other conversation we had in the press room is the Heat's best player, whoever you think it is, okay, whether it's Dragic, I, I don't know if it is at this stage of his career, whether it's going to be Bam this year, whether it's Justice, whether it's Josh, okay, those are your four options. The Heat's best player would not be the best player on virtually any other team in the league right now. Even if you're to say the Knicks, well, the Knicks are probably going to get somebody in free agency who's better, and they just drafted a guy on R.J. Barrett who might be better, right? So you're saying, but yeah. Memphis, so Me- Memphis. The only, say, the only teams that are even in contention right now are Memphis and New York. And the Knicks. Because you, you don't know what those rookies are going to be, but they are projected to be better than anybody on the Heat's rock. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, 
How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, Deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Right, right, and the other 27 teams... I mean, it doesn't take it doesn't take you long, and, and in some of the teams, it doesn't take you long to get to three, right? Like, and, and that was one. I mean, look, Philadelphia this year got bounced in the second round, and they had four. But okay, so let's let's look at it as best case scenario, right? Because a lot of times, what, in what we do in these situations, we go negative first. So mm-hmm. let's look at positive. Positive, if he is an NBA three point shooter, right? Mm-hmm. He shoots ninety five percent from the line. That's right? th- that projects well. He, uh, they. They're but saying, is he going to get to the line? They're saying, That's the they're thing. saying that he can be a three-level scorer. Okay. I don't see it. But, you know, if, if, he can, if he's someone who can hit a three, a hit from mid-range, if he gets to the line, be automatic, right? How does he project in the Heat lineup? Is he the kind of guy that can play? Let's say Justice has a ball in his hand more next year, mm-hmm. which he shouldn't. Off of a pick and roll, if there's a guy like that spotting up in the corner that has to be respected, is that is 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 that going to um, is that going to maybe he's not a star doesn't have the star potential, but will he make the, will he make I, I'm going to use this I the, hate to use it will he make right. justice better? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the fit right? If you're looking because the thing is we didn't what we didn't want to see we right. didn't want to see them go for fit. But maybe the fit is right. Maybe they're looking at it and saying, we have got, we have Justice, we have Josh, we have Bam, who, we, who hopefully they're going to trust to create a little bit more next year. So you have three. He's got to play. He's got to play. play 32 minutes. So you have three guys in your starting lineup that can create, that you're hoping can create consistently. Mm-hmm. So what do you need? You lost Ellington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion is inconsistent from three. Right. Uh, you have Lennox not getting enough opportunities to really make it worth it. Uh, you have Duncan Robinson, um, who who can't stay on the court for mm. for long stretches. Right. So maybe what they're th- maybe they're thinking is, you know what, we need to replace Ellington. 
But right, but but the problem, right? But the problem with that thinking from fans' perspective is that you just valued Wayne Ellington so little that you threw him in to dump Tyler Johnson and got nothing for him. Two, and he and, and while you knew and Spo admitted this that you knew he you were probably helping him get to Detroit, a team that beat you out for a playoff spot. Yeah. So. Like and another guy who there's a comparison here, and I want to address before we go the whole white black thing here because that's playing into this. And you and I, you, you host a podcast called Light Skin Opinions. We should touch on this. But my whole thing on that is so Tyler Johnson, like this is discount Tyler in terms of the price. Like I th- is how a lot of fans are viewing this because a lot of the things we're talking about with this kid are things we said about Tyler. I'm reading some of the prospect reviews of him, and they're saying he's kind of sneaky athletic. All right, we hear that about white guys all the time, all the right? Time. Sneaky athletic. Okay. But also, you know, that Tyler was a, became a plus three-point shooter. He was not necessarily, when he first broke in, he, he bombed at the Portsmouth camp. And obviously, you know, he developed into that scrappy. We hear that all the time, right, with white players. Like, that's, that's one of the stereotypes also. But, but that's the thing. Like, I think for a lot of fans, it's like, uh, and, and small, short arms, right? This kid has short arms. Tyler had short arms. Rodney Magruder, you know, played above where he was. But the, again, si- the size thing bothers me the most out of everything. Right. Because this, this league has become about long athletic wings. And you went with a, on a lottery pick, you went for a short-armed, right. uh, two-level, maybe three-level shooter who probably can't defend more than two positions. How, how long – because J.J. Redick uh, is one of the, the most under – I think he's been a very underrated defender for a long time. I think, I, yeah. I think I, he, He's a really good player. But I, I don't know. Are his arms short? Are they too – arm, His arms are short, but he's strong. Right. That's the thing with J.J. Redick. He's strong. He's quick. He can stay in front of you. He's uh, deceptively athletic. <laughs> right. Well, let, well let, let's address that before we go here. Well, I, I, was thinking in, I was thinking in the media room. I was, I was, I was thinking, you know, if his – Upside, if it's stealing is JJ Reddick, is it a bad pick? No, it's not. But 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 JJ Reddick, and let's just acknowledge this: JJ Reddick is an anomaly. JJ Reddick is a guy who came out again, another big school, played a lot more. I mean, JJ Reddick was a big star at Duke for a long time. Huge star. Huge star. But JJ Reddick came out. He had a little arrogance to him. This kid seems to have a little arrogance. The suit sort of plays to that, right? Even the way he spoke to us, I think there's it's healthy arrogance. I don't have a problem with it, but it's healthy arrogance. Confidence. Confidence, right? JJ had a little of that. Had some swagger. Had some intelligence. Okay, and all that. But when JJ came out, people thought he was going to be a bust because could he defend well enough? And again, let's get back to the stereotype here. I feel like some of the negativity on this pick is simply because <laughs> Tyler Harrow is white. Because there is because everything you're hearing, and I just did it myself. He's Tyler Johnson. He's uh, okay. They just they just they just drafted Duncan Robinson. Okay? Joe Harris. JJ Joe, Joe Harris. Nick Stauskas. He got compared to. I did. I compared him to Wayne Ellington. Or at least right. right. At least we at threw least. It, we threw in Wayne. <laughs> but but I, I do think that that happens, and I think we need to stay away from that. Because, I mean, there are, you know, uh, traditional people you think as white players don't play. Look, Jason Williams, okay, who played here and won a championship here, didn't play like your stereotypical white player, okay? No. That part of that was his upbringing, okay, and, and sort of and everything that was about him, but he didn't play like that. Uh, and, and so I think we need to get out of that a little bit, but I do think the, sh- I think the, other, the other physical attributes, the short arms, okay, is... is Worrisome a little bit, and and the other thing, and, and I know Nikias has touched on this, and we'll finish here. The other thing about it is that if you take if you take a look at at where you know they are in terms of the defense, if he's a one, if he can only guard one guy, yeah, and you're looking at a league where so much is switched, right? 
Like, the Heat, it drove Heat fans crazy last year they played so much damn zone. Like, are they going to have to play zone with Tyler Harrow on the court? Are, are they, so, if you drafted a guy at number 13, see, here's my, like, I, I, so I did give you, I gave you the positive side. Right. Right? But if you drafted another, a guy at 13 to be an Ellington replacement or a Magruder replacement, um, <laughs> that's not a good look. No, you know, no. It's, I, it's, it's, and if he, and if you're going to have to hide your lottery pick on defense, that's not a good look. But we talked to him today, and he said the thing that's progressed mostly about him at Kentucky was his defense. And it's not just him saying that. That The reason I asked that question of him is because that is what the reports are. And again, I didn't see enough of him this year. I saw him maybe four or five times. I didn't see enough of him, so it's hard to really say. But I, I just think – I think the natural reaction on this is all the first reaction, and a lot of it's stereotype. Pat went for a Kentucky guy, okay? <laughs> Which, which, which they do. They go for Kentucky. They go for Duke. They go for Tennessee. They don't. They, they did the Murasep thing. They did the Danilovich thing. They did. They went outside the box. It didn't work out. Okay, and so they just play this safe thing and get the guy that they've well, let's, seen. Let's go seen back to Let's go back to the white guy thing. All right. <laughs> I, I don't. And I understand. It's hard not to do it, right? And I know we do. We do it with wide receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We every time, right? But when you watch the the, the quick thirty second clip, yeah. It was that pump fake from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. The athleticism didn't jump off the screen. He got into the lane and made a layup. And it's like, you, you think in your head, well, that was sneaky. It wasn't athleticism. He didn't dunk from the dotted right. line. Like, he pump faked uh, very uh, fundamentally. Got into the lane and put it up off the glass. Fundamentally sounds scrappy, <laughs> scrappy performer. He's a gym rat. High gym rat. High, gym rat was used here. Okay, okay, and, and high high basketball IQ. We're gonna hear that too, right? Listen, high man, basketball IQ. That that suit that suit sets him apart, man. That suit sets him apart. That, or that suit says he's trying too damn hard. <laughs> no, the, the best one is I. There's a there's a picture of him on Instagram with a wave cap on. And I said, listen, I might be coming around on this kid. He might be. <laughs> but that was Jay Will, though. Jay Will, look, uh, Jay Will was not stereotyping. And he, my funny, the funny thing about Jay Will was they got him here, and my whole concern when they traded for him was he was going to be Sacramento Jay Will, throwing the ball all over the place. And they got him here, and they could not get him to play free. Yeah. Like, he, he went totally the other direction where he became, like, walk the ball up point guard. And it was like, wait, what the hell, what the hell happened to White Chocolate? <laughs> he totally disappeared, but they did win a championship. All right, we'll be back later in the night, very late in the night. So I don't know when that one's going to post. Um, when Pat Riley comes out and explains the pick, the Heat, as we speak, still have a second-round pick, which they bought. We don't know if they're keeping it. Um, if you're wondering about some of the sound issues, we are going to clean those up as we go forward. We've been in some transition, and I'm not very good technically. But hopefully the content is good, and we'll be back with you soon. I want to tell you about one of our great long-term partners. That's Doral Toyota and Like Us at Five Reasons. They're pure South Florida. You can find all of your favorite Toyota models, whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre-owned vehicle. Doral Toyota is located at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. That's 9775 Northwest 12th Street, just a few blocks from International and Dolphin Malls. Experience the Doral difference, which means four years of complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles, in-house financing available for credit-related issues. If you mention five reasons when you call 305-680-1129, that's 305-680-1129, or come into the dealership, you work with a dedicated manager, not a salesperson. Unlike other dealers, Doral Toyota prides itself in an honest and transparent buying process. That's Doral Toyota, DoralToyota.com, or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. Vamos, let's go.
Another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network is ShipYourCarNow.com. That's ShipYourCarNow.com. These guys can move any car, any boat, any RV, any motorcycle, or any kind of equipment anywhere you need to move it worldwide. You have a business and you need to ship freight or machinery? Call them. College moves, new car, used car, buying the toy you've looked at for a while? Make sure you call them. These guys can ship it all. Give them a call or visit ShipYourCarNow.com backslash five reasons. That's ShipYourCarNow.com backslash five reasons. Make sure to mention five reasons on the phone if you call. There's no job too big or too small. Ship Your Car Now moves it all. Thank you for listening to the Five Reasons Podcast. Thank you so much. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.